Welcome back. Uh, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us today on this, our inaugural episode of the song. Let me try this one more time, Ed. Shoot. Uh, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us today on the inaugural. Maybe you maybe you use a smaller word that I'm you gonna, can I'm going to try. I can pronounce that <laughs> word. It's just, I'm, I'm, I have the yips right now with it. Inaugural. And, and your, it's inaugural, and here's, Ed. And here's your alternate cold open. <laughs> inaugural. I'm just going to continue saying inaugural until I get it right at this point. Inaugural. Right. I'm going to use it. Have we're going to we're going to get there. the very first episode of the greatest song ever sung poorly a karaoke podcast that is the direct result of when boredom meets fandom i'm your incredibly tall host adam wainwright and i am adam's shorter and less talented partner ed Kennard. this is absolutely true ed we finally fucking did it man we're here we finally decided to record this podcast we're recording right now how does it feel i mean it feels great we've been talking about doing it for a year uh, I thought we were going to do it at the beginning of the pandemic, but uh, here we are in the hopefully tail end of it. So at least we're getting it done. We are getting it done. And like, I, I still struggle saying those words or even thinking about that, that this is the tail end of it. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Like it just feels, it feels like this has been five years wrapped in the one. I can't believe it was only a year ago that we started talking about this thing. Well, I mean, this is the first year straight where I've missed uh singing karaoke every single week in over a decade. So I'm, uh, I, the hope is what I'm clinging to. Yeah, I think that's what we're all clinging to. Like, uh, cause it's, it's been rough. And I know you were on the, like quite the streak there. I fell off, but you, you just kept, kept on trucking. Well, if I, if I am anything, Adam, I am tenacious and I have no sense of shame or self-respect. So why would I not go to karaoke every single week in my thirties and forties? This is why I love you, Ed, because you are tenacious <laughs> and you just never give up and you're getting old, but God damn it. You just keep trucking along. Uh -huh. I certainly do. How, like speaking of that, how, how have you been? You know, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well uh one of the saving graces for me through all of this has been you know I work in a field that has me out in public and not locked in the house I mean I'm taking precautions obviously but I'm not like confined to four walls and I do get to see people and I do get to talk to people and I mean it's not karaoke but it's it's something yeah that's all we can really hope for is something it's good to hear that you're you know you're staying safe and you have the job to to kind of do that and you get out and talk to people I've uh, so you know Ed that I, I moved to Newark um, basically just before the pandemic happened uh, you know I'm going to school up here um, to be closer to my lovely 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 partner Courtney um, and the the downside of this has been uh, living right outside campus. So, you know, we went to all online classes. So while you're out there talking to people in a job that keeps you safe, I'm sitting in front of two screens, a computer and a microphone just like this every single day. And it drives you a little bit crazy at points. On the upside, it means that the people you're talking to are not intimidated by the fact that you're 17 feet tall. Ed, listen, I count on the intimidation factor just a little bit when I walk into a room, because as you know, when you get to know me and if you get past the fact that I'm legitimately six foot however many inches tall uh i'm i'm just a teddy bear 
underneath all that height. So you are a tall, scrawny teddy bear. That is correct. That is how I describe myself on my Facebook profile is a tall, scrawny teddy bear. And if it's not, I'm going to be updating it here very shortly. But I, I count on the tallness uh, and it's just been, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I will say that I'm extremely happy to be doing this with you. I mean that like, I know it's been a journey and we're talking about it a lot. And we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Um, it feels good just to hear your voice and be able to have a conversation like this about something that we both love, uh, karaoke. Right. And there's probably a part of you that's happy that we're just talking and I'm not singing my part. So you're, you're getting you're getting the best part of me. Uh, that's debatable. I mean, like you have some redeeming qualities. You've gotten much better since we started. That you know what I I, I will say that I have become a less terrible singer in the past 13 years we've been doing this. Yeah, Can that be right? It's it's absolutely right, and I love the inflection in your voice. Thirteen, yeah, you can completely believe it's been it's been about thirteen years that we've been doing it. We're gonna hop into our main segment now. What our plan is to uh, every couple weeks, we're gonna bring you a different topic. Uh, it could range from the karaoke DJ or the KJ uh, to etiquette at karaoke, to songs to avoid, to how to get better at duets, to Eastern karaoke versus Western karaoke. So you are equipped and ready to go. That when you can get back to your favorite karaoke haunt that you're ready to be at the top of your karaoke game. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you and engaging you, our loyal listeners, into our little love fest here of karaoke. But this week, we're just going to talk a little bit about Ed and I, show you why we got the street cred to talk to you about karaoke on an expert level. So every good dynamic duo, Ed, has an origin story. So today is all about the origin story of Adam and Ed's love of karaoke. As it, and quite frankly, our love for each other. Basically, yes. It's it's a yeah. it's an unrequited love. Thirteen years ago, uh, how well, we'll just start here. What's the earliest memory you have of karaoke? Not necessarily us, but just you. How did you get started doing karaoke? Well, here's what I'm going to say, Adam. Um, I did not start doing <laughs> till you, but I had done karaoke before. Um, I grew up at a resort, uh, working and living at a resort in the Poconos. So there was karaoke there, and I sang it a few times, um, mostly because even though I was a teenager, I could get away with drinking at the bar there. And then, you know, throughout the next decade, you know, throughout my 20s, friends of mine in New York and I, like if I was out there for a show, um, invariably we would end up at uh, Winnie's in Chinatown doing karaoke just about every trip out. And it was just like, it wasn't a thing that I went to do. It was just like, okay, my friends are all going here. We're going to do this great. And then I really didn't think about it afterwards or even, you know, during. Um, but no, you're the reason that I started doing karaoke at least once a night every week for over a decade. Yeah, yeah. I would say sorry, but I have no regrets about that. I think we, we talked about it a little bit and we said that we kind of fed the beast for each other because I was never a, um, never really got into karaoke. Uh, when I was 21, 22, I think was the first time that I really sang karaoke. Um, when I was in AmeriCorps, actually, in Sacramento, California, we had this little dive bar, Harvey's, that was actually, uh, it's this tiny little dive bar that they'd welcome us, you know, young kids into that were volunteers hearing like with nonprofits and stuff like that. Harvey's was a biker bar. Ed, did I ever tell you that? It was a biker bar for a biker gang named the Clampers. No, I, this is all new information for me. Great. Uh, so Harvey's was the, the biker bar for a group named the Clampers. Okay. So the two groups that like sang at this or, or drank at this little bar were the Clampers and 
these like us young young basically kids from americorps it, it had a maximum occupancy on the wall of 38 people and i think we put 110 people in there on friday and saturday nights and anytime they'd have karaoke every now and then but if i sweet talked the owner of the bar who was there uh she would call up one of the clampers shrek was his name and he would come and bring the karaoke set in and dj for us so that is how i got started at karaoke at a dive bar named harvey's drinking with a biker gang named the clampers with a karaoke dj named shrek doing johnny cash and uh what's that who sings that riding together song ed that riding together song yeah you know the i love it when we're cruising together you're either talking about the original Smokey robinson or the duet from the movie duets my favorite karaoke movie if pretty much only by default um so yeah one of those i think it was the Smokey robinson uh yeah duets a karaoke movie by default uh but yeah that's that was my start in karaoke and then you know i i kind of um moved to indiana and met you ed do you remember how you met me and what your first impression was um i met you because i was in grad school i was working part-time at a video store but uh yeah you you came in there you uh you were running the store you were the manager of the store and uh we got friendly and uh you invited me out to karaoke at a place called the coney and here's where i should mention that it's indiana pennsylvania not the state of indiana definitely because, not the of course, state of indiana nope because of, of course pennsylvania just has towns named california and indiana for no apparent reason but yeah uh, you seem like a fun guy and uh, I kind of have a rule. If you invite me to a bar, I'm going to go. Um, so you and I went to karaoke at a place called The Coney. And, and this is literally where, like, my, like, I was still a fish out of water with it. Like, my memories of going to the Coney with you were the first time I was there. Um, handing the guy a dollar every time I handed him a slip because that's how it was if you wanted to sing at a place like Winnie's. And I think I think the guy let me go, like, two or three weeks before. He's like, you know, you don't have to tip me every time you want to sing a song. And I'm like, oh, can I have my money back? And can we bring this back though? Like, I kind of like I'm I'm kind of on board with what karaoke jo like jockeys deal with on a weekly basis. Man, bringing back uh, tipping every song. I mean, hey, I am all for tipping your KJs just like you would tip you know anyone else in the service industry. I mean, they are the reason that you were there. But now I'll just do it like at the end of the night. Yeah, that's fair. Or buy your karaoke a, like KJ a drink too. Most of them will be okay with that. So we we started there, and it it kind of just. What's a give me give me a good adjective. Uh, use use your uh, English masters to give me a good adjective for where it went from there, Ed. Uh, straighten the shitter, Adam. I think is the uh, is the most accurate way. Uh, they they even I think we started going and uh, maybe we were so awful that they just stopped doing it there entirely and we had to migrate to an entirely different bar. We did, but I think when we migrated to that other bar is when uh, the shit really hit the fan and we basically became uh best friends for life and also uh, sort of celebrities in indiana yeah i mean i can't recall how many times just being in town during that period of time hey you're that guy from karaoke yeah. and I i'm sure you got the same thing too yeah it happened um a startling amount actually what was it i think you remember when were you no i was gonna say were you getting your haircut but that's a silly question were you still getting your haircut back then yeah, I still had hair back then, Adam. Okay, so it may have been you at the barber, but you got approached by your barber or something like that, or one of the ladies. Yeah, oh at your my barber? God! Yes, that's that is right. I I remember that now, and that's, that's it happened. What you she please... talked about while while I was getting what little hair I had left cut. No, I wasn't that bald then, but yeah, I mean that's and I was like, I think I called you immediately after. I'm like, you won't believe this, but um, this girl just started talking to me about karaoke while she was cutting my hair. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that 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 was happened to us in Indiana. I mean, we we started going to um the Castle Pub was was our normal haunt out there with a uh, our KJ Jam and Jim. I do love love Jim Livingood. What a good good gentleman that guy is. But we used to go out there every Wednesday on you know, Wednesday nights, Ed and I would be there every single Wednesday during our time in Indiana. It got to the point where we would walk into the place, we would have to say our hellos to the KJ and like the ten other people you'd already always see around the castle. We'd walk to like through a lower bar up to the upper bar say hello come back to the lower bar and there would be our our yinglings waiting right there in the bar for us yeah i mean shout out to uh to kenzie uh my favorite bartender of all time just for that fact that our drinks were waiting for us by the time we got there kenzie kenzie's definitely up there and i'm pretty sure like we we developed such a reputation there that my i felt like i would drink a lot on karaoke nights and I would always close my tab and feel like my tab was nowhere close to the amount of alcohol I drank that night. I feel like that was the case for us at a lot of places once we became regulars. And I don't know if that's a karaoke thing or if it's a small town dive bar thing, but I, I feel like it was definitely a thing. I feel like it's like, I want to believe it was a karaoke thing for us, Ed. I really, really do. I will say that I remember that we paid for fewer drinks than we drank on nights where you sang Johnny Cash. That's probably true. We're, we're developing a little bit of celebrity in karaoke, like for our karaoke, I'm going to say boldness. I don't know if prowess is the right word, Ed. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I, especially at that time, prowess would not be the right word. And again, let's let's realize that celebrity was narrowed down to two square miles in the middle of nowhere. So I mean, celebrity. I but I, I feel like I feel like it works. Yeah. And the scope of things, like you have local celebrities, you have people that you yeah. just know and, about town. Like those are local celebrities. Your weatherman's a, a local celebrity, and I feel like as many people knew us as a weatherman in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just happy it went that route and not like, oh yeah, that's the guy who uh, goes out and to his yard naked and yells at the clouds there's still that is also your local celebrity typically there's still time if you're aspiring to that ed yeah no i think i, I think i think uh i will keep my neighbors safe from that anyway so at our karaoke prowess growed ed and i became better friends and closer friends and our fandom of karaoke turned into an obsession relatively quickly is that fair ed obsession do you think that, i think that's the right word I would actually say not an obsession, but an actual addiction. I mean, I, I think I think uh, any time that we didn't have it, I, I feel like we might have went through actual withdrawals. And I think this was before you initially moved away to uh, to Kentucky. We were, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was in our blood at that point. It was in our blood. And part of the celebrity and things we haven't touched about either. I think we touched a little on that fact that we were starting to understand each other's capabilities and tastes. You know, I, I got to know the guy that sang Johnny Cash. Ed was a little. Bit bit more forward with being the no shame guy like he could sing he'd sing anything you gave it to him but uh, i think what really sealed us over and we started getting recognized more were um ed and i became the guys that could rap in india you're welcome okay. Yeah, thank you, Ed. Ed actually taught me everything I need, got me started on hip hop. This is a, a true story. My education about hip hop before meeting Ed was I knew some Jay-Z, the end. So he he really got us going on that. So Ed and I ended up turning into a celebrity because, Ed, what is your favorite? Uh, we have two songs in particular that we'll do at, at karaoke. What's your favorite performance of one of those songs? And I have an idea of what it may be, but I just want to see if we're on the same page. To prove that we're on the same page, I'm going to tell you the one that you think it is. Okay. And then to be honest, I will tell you the one that I feel it is. So the one that you're thinking of is we were at a bar called Our Place in Homer City 
which was, I think, the first time that you and I had encountered wireless microphones. And so when we did It's Tricky by Run DMC, I don't remember if it was both of us or just one of us, but we definitely went into the bathroom with the microphones, did not look at the screen, and kept going. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking of? That is 100% but, what I'm thinking of, yep. No, the one that uh, is my personal favorite was doing Rapper's Delight at the Castle Pub in Evansburg, the last night of the World Series when the Cubs broke their historic losing streak. It was our turn, or it was one of our turns, and I refused to leave the bar because this was just, it, like, it was in those, like, final crucial moments, and we had the guy switch it to Rapper's Delight so we could sit at the bar and watch the Cubs win the World Series and not miss our turn in the rotation. Yep, that's that sounds about right. So we gained this fame. Uh, we, we developed this repertoire between, like, doing Rapper's Delight, and it's tricky, and we, we could do these things well, and this addiction grew and it culminated in what we've been referring to the perfect week. Ed, what is the perfect week? Well, the origins of the perfect week came from your fandom of How I Met Your Mother, where in that show, one of the characters considered the perfect week to be seven straight days where he slept with a different woman every night. You and I, on the other hand, karaoke is our mistress. So our perfect week was singing seven straight nights in seven different bars. Yeah. That was the moment where I realized I, well, maybe not realized, but I had to ask my question, myself the question, like, is this overkill? And the answer to that was firmly hell no, because we were back at it the following week. But we 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 went through this, and I think we we started going out of our way because you know Monday through Thursday was Monday through Friday was never a problem with karaoke. It was the Saturday and Sundays that were tricky, right? No, at that time, Tuesday and Sunday were the gaps we were looking to fill. I have no idea how we filled them. Do you have any recollection of how we filled those gaps? There was the one horrible, horrible, horrible bar that we found that was roughly thirty minutes away, even even more in the sticks than the golden pheasant we found that and i believe that was a tuesday night and then i think we drove all the way to altoona for that sunday yeah altoona that sunday but we so our our, our karaoke kind of obsession kind of culminated in the perfect week and since then you know we've uh we kind of moved on to different things I, I joined the navy somewhere in there so i i spent three years in japan and came back to the states so i got the experience of doing karaoke in uh, japan and the entire scene out there i think we're going to talk about that in a later episode but i I did it in Japan, and uh, Ed would find found his own path. Ed, what was your path ever when I left you to go to Japan? Well, I decided to leave academia because I realized it didn't pay, and I went into sales. Maybe because of what karaoke brought out in me. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I, I don't remember if I was socially fearless before karaoke or if it, karaoke gave that to me, but. Yeah, I went into sales. I tend to think you were socially fearless for them because even before you really got into karaoke, you still had that innate ability and something you still have that just makes me boggles my mind of meeting somebody one time and remembering their name. Like months later, we're talking about people and meet somebody. He has a two minute conversation with you. You come back months later, he'll remember your name. And I don't understand how you do that, dude. I really don't. Well, I mean, it takes up space in my brain that would be otherwise used by important things. So of course I'm going to remember stuff like that. I, it just, it's like I said, it just boggles my mind. But that's kind of our karaoke journey right there in the story of our friendship and 
you know, after all this experience and going through all these things and telling all these stories, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we sat there and thought to ourselves, well, what, what can we do with this information? How can we share it? How can we explore our love of karaoke and pass on the knowledge that we've learned? And that's why we're here today is to tell stories, share information and try to just, you know, connect with people who love karaoke as much as we do, which I think is, you know, that's at least what I'm aiming for from this podcast that uh, what are you aiming for? What do you hope to get out of this? So I'm going to be using this podcast, uh, not, not to share knowledge. I mean, I'm sure we will not to give tips because don't take any tips from me on singing. I'm using this as a methadone for my karaoke addiction. I've tried so many things through this pandemic to keep my spirits up with the lack of karaoke. And uh, they've all, they've all fallen short, no matter how much time or money I spent on these things. I just, I just miss karaoke so much that being involved in it in any capacity uh, helps keep me going. Hopefully this will last us until we can uh, raise a glass again together in a bar singing run dmc or whatever random song somebody has us do or we you know whatever random song we have us do and we'll yeah that's fair we'll talk about ed and i's greatest contribution to karaoke at some point which i i firmly believe that karaoke roulette that we've developed is the greatest contribution to karaoke that we've made ed i'd say it's at least top three yeah we have a top three so that's all that's all you need to know about us we have a top three contributions to karaoke <laughs> Oh, and you know, you didn't have to make an excuse to be on a podcast to talk to me, Ed. You could have just called me, you know? If you want me to put you on blast, I will say you're the worst person for ret returning calls and tech that I have in my personal life. This is true. I'm not a, I'm not a liar about that, but I am extremely happy to be here and extremely happy to be doing this. We're very excited to welcome our first guest to the podcast. He's a karaoke connoisseur that we met at a very strange bar slash restaurant in PA that had a vibrant karaoke night. He's here to tell us more about his love of karaoke and share some of the things he's learned over his time doing karaoke please welcome friend of the show zachary michael mattis zach how's it hanging today oh it's great how are you i'm doing fantastic um we're really glad you could join us today uh and i know i i can't speak for ed but i think we're both pretty excited to have you yeah absolutely it's been it's been far too long zach oh <laughs> many many years it feels it, it does really feel like it's been many, many years and may in fact have been many years at this point. Um, how have you been coping with a karaoke uh pandemic right now, Zach? Oh, singing in the shower, singing in the truck, you know, the huge. The huge. Okay, so when you're driving in your truck, what's what's the tune that comes up that you're singing along to? Ooh, uh, currently right now, Haven by We Three Banjos is a good good bop um a lot of like uh stage tunes i do like singing to those just because like it's a very definite key and everything so you can always jam along to it now here's the thing that that reminds me that uh i am the oldest person on the podcast we we three banjos i i don't yeah. even know what that is uh there what is a newer that? band I, th I think they came around um probably like 2010 they haven't been around super long uh they're like a folky group and obviously it's march it's i'm obviously extremely irish so folk music is it's time to rain in march yeah that's fair I, i'm guessing that the, the, like three banjos has three banjos in it or is this like some kind of quiche like new thing that i completely missed out on uh it's a, it's a quiche thing um it's like a banjo uh, guitar and a, a mandolin, I believe. So what was, see, you know, I'm having one of those, those moments like Edgy may be the oldest person on this podcast, but I'm not far behind you. Where was, where was the name of the place where we met you doing karaoke, Zach? The Cottage in Evansburg. It is now La Fiesta Mexican restaurant. Oh, how the timetables have turned. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so we met you at the cottage in Evansburg doing karaoke, and if I remember correctly, you we, you were just a karaoke fan, but I feel like you ended up KJing at some point too, somehow. Well, yeah, because our family was running the restaurant, and my dad is a big music guy. Uh, he's been in the band for now up to like 25 years, I think, and it was much easier to get like the the casual music license to do stuff like karaoke and so you'd come down to karaoke uh he taught me the ropes i i guess you can say clicking a couple buttons on a computer i guess oh zach but there's yeah, so there's so much more to it you don't have to bullshit ed and i we know there's a lot more to it <laughs> i think ed personally does because i know he's filled in at random places uh as far as actually i worked uh i worked the cottage one weekend for zach's oh, dad yeah. it was actually it's actually the most money i've ever made on karaoke I, I i don't remember the reason but there was something that uh zach's dad steve had going on and he's like would you like to make some money and host karaoke and i'm like well, I was gonna be there anyway, so uh, yeah. For 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 one three day stretch, I got to do my least favorite activity, which is hosting karaoke. Because if I'm hosting it, I'm not enjoying it the way that I would otherwise be, you know, enjoying it, which is typically with a whiskey and a beer, and then another whiskey and another beer, and you know so on and so forth. No, it was a good time. It was a it was a nice little bit of money, so I appreciate your dad for that, Zach. And, you know, there was always... The crowd at the cottage was always an interesting vibe. Oh, yeah, because it was always, like, the same few people, and then you always had the wild card. Oh, let's elaborate on that, Zach. Uh, tell me about the wild cards. What kind of wild cards did Ooh. you see at the cottage? Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, so, obviously, we can't pull names into it. Um, but you can, we can just... Make up, make up some interesting name, please. Entertain me. Uh, oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Stanley Big Shoulders would stroll in, and he would always, obviously, try to be the 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 cock of the walk, basically. What did and... Stanley Big Shoulders sing? Because I have an image of this guy now. Okay, we're we're picturing this guy. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you took like Goldberg from the WWE and you added like 170 pounds to him, that's how I'm picturing Stanley Big Shoulders. Okay, and I have a guess. He wasn't quite that big. He wasn't that big. Okay. Okay. So no. shrink Goldberg by another couple inches and subtract 60 pounds. We're getting there. We have the image. I have a guess at what song. Ed, what song do you think Stanley Big Shoulders would sing when he walked into the cottage? My guess is that this guy, knowing the area, knowing how Zach just described him, I'm saying something 80s hair metal. I'm, I'm going with... Ooh. I'm going with Motley Crue. Ooh. Mm. So I see I'm I see I'm going with like Rage Against the Machine. I think that's where I'm going with this. That he's the guy that steps Ooh. in there and sings Rage Against the Machine. Zach, Stanley Big Shoulders, the world wants to know what would Stanley Big Shoulders walk to the cottage and sing? Voodoo by Godsmack. Oh, okay. I think we got So kind of like, yeah, if Motley Crue and Rage Against the Machine had a baby, it might sound like Godsmack. I feel like I feel like we win. I feel like we did I, win. I, yeah. Yeah. Because he was always like the big guy, wanted to be like all tough and mighty. So like what's like a like a mean song that is in his vocal range that he doesn't understand that he has? Voodoo. It was it was a perfect match. He wasn't terrible. That's I think it, it fit the bill. I think that's the very definition of karaoke in general, is that all you wanted somebody that wasn't terrible, but sometimes you do want somebody that's terrible. Zach, go back to your cottage days. I need you to invent one more name for me, okay? I need you to describe the absolute person that stepped in there and thought they could sing, but absolutely couldn't. Oh, oh memory. Oh, 
Oh boy. Okay, I could probably think of at least three people that were. Give uh, us your favorite. Okay. The person that was your absolute favorite that brought a smile to your face whenever they walked in. So Ed, I hope you might possibly remember this lady from the cottage, uh, based on the context clues. Pretty much, you think of like the ex biker chick, and now trying to be like the hot mom, but just can't work it the right way. Okay. Of course, light is like okay. the hardest drink. Zach. Zach. Okay. I, I got you. So now we have the details, okay? Now I need you to come up with a name for this person. We have the biker chick mom who knows how to work it just the right way. And Coors Light <laughs> is the stiffest drink she'll take. Give us a name for this karaoke singer. Who? Oh, we'll go with the classic Anita Blonde. Oh, the good old Anita Blonde. There's an Anita Blonde I, ever, at every karaoke night. I'm going to interject here, and I, I, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes with it, Zach. But if I recall correctly, if, if we're thinking of the same person, she was not a bad singer, but she was not as good of a singer as she believed she was. Am I on the right track? Exactly. Okay. All right. I've, lo- I've locked in my answer for later, but we're... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I have no doubt that you're going to be a hundred percent right on that too. And <laughs> you'll probably know like her middle name and the name of her pets specifically. Birthplace. If she had any dogs, birthplace, husband, kids, the whole nine yards. Uh, but okay, let's let's keep this moving. Uh, Zach, you're new to the show. The show's getting started. You're the first person that's going to play our our game that we came up for guests of the show. So right now we're going to hop into a segment we like to call "Hit Me with Your Best Shots." We're going to give you ten questions that are related to karaoke and you need to give us the answers as quickly as possible off the top of your head and we're going to see how quickly we get through it are you up to the challenge oh down for the count that is not up for the challenge i down for the count that sounds like you're going to get pinned well there's only 10 questions so it couldn't there's only 10 counts oh boy we're off to a, a stellar start okay here we go <laughs> we're gonna roll okay uh get ready for hit me with your best shot zach what is the best thing you have seen at karaoke uh stanley big shoulders so a voodoo while completely plastered. Bravo. Conversely, what's the worst thing you've seen at karaoke? Oh, just the entirety of any couple I've ever run sing the song Picture by uh, <laughs> Kid Rock and Troll Crow. Uh, okay, uh, what is the one song you would love to do at karaoke that you have never been able to find? Like I couldn't find like you couldn't find the karaoke file for? Yeah, that you couldn't find the karaoke file for. Mm. Ooh, that's very particular. Uh, honestly, I would think like Bright Star from the musical Bright Star, because there's not a good karaoke version of it. I f- I'm familiar with that and completely agree. All right, so you're in a brand new place while traveling and you only have the chance to sing one song. What song do you pick to make your mark? Jesse's Girl, hands down. Okay. All right. Uh, if you could magically strike one song from every karaoke playlist forever, what song would you choose? Picture by uh, <laughs> Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> there's a there's a theme emerging, good. Yeah, I, I'm picking that up. Um, Zach, so <laughs> would you rather have karaoke in a private room or in a bar? Bar. Uh, which is worse, picture or shallow? Ooh, picture. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. I haven't, I haven't, based on the past year, I haven't been able to go out and hear anybody try to sing Shallow. Oh, it got bad so, right before the pandemic hit. The shallow was the new picture. So I'm gonna, by default, have to put picture versus shallow, unfortunately. 
That's fair. Mm -hmm. What's the ideal length for a karaoke song? Uh, three and a half minutes. All right. Uh, which one's a bigger crowd pleaser, Sweet Caroline or Anything by Bon Jovi? Ooh, uh, Sweet Caroline, because the whole bar that doesn't give a shit about karaoke is still in it with the claps and the, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I, I get crowd that. pleaser. Which do you prefer? Big crowd, big rotation, or no crowd, short rotation? You can sing pretty much all night. Uh, big crowd, big rotation. Okay. Why? Why the big crowd, big rotation? Uh, because usually, like back in the cottage days, we always had a reasonably small rotation, and my dad was, you signed up one time, you're just gonna singing until you leave, basically. So like, if your set list isn't very long you kind of get shoved in the corner very fast. So I like the big rotation because then you can pick which ones you really want to sing and vibe with the crowd versus uh, like my dad would randomly throw in like uh, Desperado randomly in the middle of a, a big group and they're all singing uppity songs and all of a sudden he hits them with that really sad slow song and it never made any sense. <laughs> That's fair. Sometimes you need to keep a crowd on its toes, though. Ed and I, I'm sure, over the course of this podcast, will be talking about um, driving people out of bars with songs. Uh, Zach, you survived, man. You you were the first one to get through yeah. Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Uh, we really do appreciate it. One day we're going to like dive deeper into your just pure hatred for picture. Okay. I don't know if today is going to be that day. Is there I'm here for it. Okay, yeah. Is there anything you want to plug, any kind of social media? you have anything going on? Any causes you want to bring to anybody's attention? Uh, the floor is yours, man. Not really anything in particular. I mean, really just like the music arts. As soon as the world opens back up, go see shows, go see live bands. Uh, me and my sister should hopefully be playing here locally pretty soon to do like an acoustic thing. So like I said, really just go go support music again like we did back in the pandemic when there was nothing else to do. Yeah, I, I feel that, Zach. Uh, do you and your sister have a name for your uh, group, or is it just Zach and his sister? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's probably going to be a working title, but uh, it's probably going to just be Zach and his sister for now. I mean, we don't really have a name yet. I will throw out Alicia and her brother as, as an alternative. That's Yeah, that's probably going to be what the, the namesake <laughs> is anyway. She's we... the main front of the group. Who's the better oh. Oh, Alicia. You or your sister? Alicia, there's there's no questions about it. I like that much more like that. I like that much better anyway. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Alicia and her brother for sure. Oh, um, better than that, Alicia and some guy. Yep, that about sums it up right yep. there, I think, just in a nutshell. Zach, we can't thank you enough for joining us, taking the time out of your day. Uh, you know, we had our ups and downs in this interview. It's a learning experience, but we got through it. You were great, and we really, really appreciate uh, you being here, Zach. Um, so thanks for joining us and hope to see you singing at a screen sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. If you ever feel the need to call me back, absolutely. I'm always here. All right, we got you, Zach. Thanks again. Thanks. So what I'm going to do right now is, is I'm going to introduce our next segment. And our next segment is, well, this is a karaoke podcast. We're going to have some karaoke. Here's what our hope for this segment is. Our hope for the segment is either to feature the guest of the week or you, the listener in this segment. So what you can do is you can send us a email to sungpoorly at gmail.com of yourself singing karaoke and you may be featured on the podcast. Please include your name, your user handle on Twitter and any pronouns you'd like to be included in your introduction. But you may be able to be featured here in this segment because now we're going to try this and I'm not sure how it's going to work, 
or if it's something that people are going to be interested in, but we got to try it because it's a karaoke podcast. So to get things kicked off this week on the karaoke segment, you're going to hear me, yours truly, Adam Wainwright, um, give me just, just biting off a little taste of what I bring to the table when I sing Johnny Cash in these bars. So uh, here's me singing Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Oh, no, no, no and every one of you for joining us today at the inaugural episode of the greatest song ever sung poorly hey if you liked what you heard make sure to follow us on twitter at sung poorly send us an email at sung poorly at gmail.com and subscribe and leave a five-star review at the podcast feed of your choice we'd also like to thank fr- friend of the show ben dumb for the theme song gasoline from his album ben dumb and the deviants available wherever you can buy or stream music during a pandemic now make sure to tune in two weeks from now to hear us talk about the vital importance of the karaoke jockey. That's it. That's all. There is no more. So until next time, I'm Adam Wainwright. I'm Ed Kennard. And remember that singing off-key is still technically singing. Singing off-key.